so it's so it's the near future, right? Okay. It's, it's sort of almost a dystopic future, but it takes place in the future. Is it like pretty futuristic or like really futuristic? It's it's not that futuristic. Okay. It's, it's like near future, but that's that's when it takes place. Future-ish. Yeah, I mean it is the future. Okay. No, near, I I, I think near I think I'm getting it. It's okay. not today. Exactly. But sometime in the near future. Yeah, just like a little down the road, like kind of yeah. kind of like the future. Yeah, so it's it's sort of dystopic. It's sort of utopic in a way as okay. well, but it it is it is in the future and it's it's got a lot of okay. different moving parts that I've that I've taken right. from a bigger piece because this whole bigger piece is also set in the future. Okay, so it's in the future. I think so this one will also be in the future. I think we got it. All right. <laughs> I think right. I think you guys already know where we're going in the near future on this episode. Yep, we're doing a period piece. <laughs> um, get ready for some Queen Elizabeth action in there. And uh, so before we jump into, she is the current queen, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. So it could be. So it could be the past, the future, or the present. <laughs> yeah, it could you be don't know. Any, yeah, you just know it is in a time. <laughs> as time is you are at one point in a time at yeah. some place in some time yeah and our, maybe in the future our listeners are so <laughs> over it already yeah. <clears throat> so before we get into our future episode um the our future, future. <laughs> wrap your minds around that in the future get, you, get out of your <clears throat> your present psyche biases yes yeah. So before we get into that, we've got some scripts from the other side. Are you happy with yours? I'd say so. It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's my style. We discussed this, and ours are not the same scene, so we'll... Thank goodness. <clears throat> yeah, we'll take it away. Are, did we have any that were ever, like, the same scene? There was one. One that was close to the it same scene. It wasn't painters. Was it Golden Age? It wasn't Golden Age. Was it... Was it... What are all, what are all of our episodes... It wasn't start. It wasn't painters. It wasn't witness protection program. Although that had the same vibe to it, um, that one had a very similar feel. Let me look it up. It wasn't custody battle. Nope. Was it nine hundred? No. Nope. Yours was a dark twist on that. It the wasn't golden the golden age. age. Didn't it rain? It was didn't it yeah, rain? It, it was, was where we were there meeting the choir for the first yes, time. Yes, that's right. So yeah, we don't have anything similar. So I'll take it away. The other side. Take it away the other <laughs> side. Um, do you know he is Anthony Kiedis is the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. His girlfriend is like twenty. Really? Yeah. And he's Wait, like, who's David Grohl the lead singer of? Dave Grohl. Yeah, you know this. Why am I blanking? Think it through. I was thinking he was Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, for a he was second. the drummer of Nirvana, and then he became the. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. That's right. <laughs> You know, I think sometimes I get the Foo Fighters and the Red Hot Chili Peppers mixed up for some reason. Yep, you and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, there he goes. Um, so, I'll take it away. This is uh, a script by Brandon Sediger and the Foo Fighters <laughs> called The Other Side. 
So I've got exterior, historic Fourth Ward Park in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Stephen and Sandy Sanderson, played by John Boyega and Dakota (laughs) Johnson, are joined by their friends Daisy Crawford, played by Chloe Grace Moretz, Isaac Neely, played by Christopher Mintz-Plus, and Benjamin Young, go by Benji, played by Billy Eichner. Are you going to be doing the Billy Eichner voice? I don't know. (laughs) The five of them have just left... Probably. Um, The five of them have just left the bar called The Local after the bar's signature Friday night wings, beer, and karaoke. I found a park with a bar (laughs) nearby, by downtown. Yep, there's all these things. A park that looked like what I wanted, that had a wing and beer and karaoke night. I dug deep into Atlanta. (laughs) So, um, So Isaac, grinning ear to ear as they walk out, holding up a baggie with several joints, goes, Look what I've got! And Stephen goes, Isaac, smoking's bad for you. Now hand that shit over. Isaac lights a joint and hands it over to Stephen. He goes, dope ain't bad for you. I'm not smoking any of those nasty cigarettes. And Daisy Crawford, Chloe Grace Moretz, she goes, I bet it sure is when you smoke as much as you fucking do. And you've got asthma, dude. You better watch out or your lungs may give out on you. Isaac goes, oh, shut up, you narcs. I'll be fine. Now pass that shit back. Um, ben, Isaac takes a big hit and passes it over to Benji. And Benji goes, I can't believe weed is illegal in this state. I can't wait for the day when we can we can smoke wherever, whenever we want and not be afraid to get into trouble because this shit is fire. And Sally, uh, Sandy hands the the second joint, or she lights the second joint for them all to share and she goes, honestly, give it 10 years and everyone will look back and realize this is just weed. We're just doing this at the wrong time. I honestly think I grew up in the wrong era. And Benji, Isaac, and Daisy all disgusted because they've clearly heard the story before. Here we go again. Sandy goes, oh, shut up. You've all thought about it before. Growing up sometime else, when the times were simpler, I always like feel like I should have been born in the 20s. All those fancy clothes and the jazz music, everything back then seemed so simple and fun. And nowadays, I can't even smoke a little weed without being afraid to be arrested. Um, Daisy Crawford goes, Oh, I've thought about it before. It'd be nice. It would be nice to be free. I've always thought of myself as a free spirit in the 60s, not a care in the world, no bras, mm. going to music festivals, letting my hair grow long, being yes. all about peace and being a strong, badass woman. What about you guys? And no bras. Yeah. <laughs> Steven goes, well, all I know is that I like to go wherever Sandy goes because I don't want to spend a day away from her. And Benji, very over to me, oh my God, I might barf. And then it, <laughs> And Steven goes, shut the fuck up, Benji. You just haven't found that person yet. And Benji goes, because I'm a gay man living in the South, boo-boo. What else would you expect? And Steven goes, okay, then. So what area would you or era would you like to live in? He goes, I hate this game, but I guess maybe the 70s. You guys know I love to dance and move, plus those pants. Oh, I would pull those off. Honestly, I don't really care about the era, but just to be able to move somewhere where people can appreciate me being an openly gay man. Like Europe. Those Europeans would get me. Sandy goes, and how about you, Isaac? You've been really quiet over there. Isaac is lying on the grass looking up at the clear night sky and all the stars. And he goes, what now? And she goes, oh my God, Isaac, did you smoke that whole thing yourself already? That was for us to share. And he goes, well, I was the one to bring it for you guys. Sure, you should be thanking me. And who cares about this conversation? Yeah, I mean, of course I've thought about it. Growing up in the 50s, being there for the uprise of like muscle cars and rock and roll. Now that's fucking cool. You'd get to be there for the beginning of all the things you love. But hey, like I said, who cares about it? Um, whoops. Who, yep, no, it didn't. Who cares about it? Because it's never going to happen. And Sandy goes, I know, Isaac, but it's still fun to think about. The rest of them all come and lie down on the grass next to Isaac and look up at the night sky with him. 
Daisy says, Yeah, it is fun. But I wish I could go back with all of you. I don't think I would want to do it by myself. And Steven goes, Yeah, all together. We take the pass by storm. And Benji goes, You guys are so nauseating, but I fucking love you guys. And Sandy goes, I love you all too. They all lie in silence on the grass looking at the sky when a shooting star passes by in the night sky. Sandy goes, Look guys, a shooting star! Let's all make a wish to go back in time together. And Isaac goes, That's fucking lame, guys. It won't change anything at all. And Steven says, Just do it for Sandy, Isaac. Everyone, do it. And as a group, they all wish to go back in time with each other. A moment passes where nothing happens, and Isaac goes, See, I told you guys, nothing would happen. Now, let's just have fun, finish this at the joint, spend some time together now. So they continue to sit and laugh on the grass, their voices muted with some music playing over the top. Eventually, they all go back to lying down and eventually fall asleep on the grassy hill in the park. Nice. They were born in the wrong generation. And Talking the, about my generation. Yeah. And the second joint was the magic one, I guess. Nope, it's the shooting star. I really tried to do my usual script writing thing where I tie in things like fucking Christopher Mitzplaw's character has asthma and smoking a oh, bunch. Yeah. And they're like, your lungs, because he goes in an iron lung. Yeah. Uh, Benji's like, I just want to move somewhere like Europe because he gets drafted into the war in yeah. my idea. Um, and he's gay. Yeah. Steven says he doesn't want to be separated from... That's the only thing he'd want if he went back in. She, He gets that. Chloe Grace Moretz with the strong, badass woman in the 60s. So yeah. I tried to do my usual think, script thing. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of depth to those characters. Yeah. Which... Let's get deep, baby! <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah, of course. So I've got I've got my telling, which which could fall into line with your scene because it's a little bit later down when they're mm -hmm. when they're in the wrong generation. So this is the other side by the Muskrat and me. <laughs> so we got interior. That, that could be a great fucking like a children's novel. The Muskrat, <laughs> the and, muskrat me. and me. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. So I've got interior recruiter's office day in 1917. The recruiter's office is in dire straits, being a completely bare office, save for a couple of chairs. Inside, Daniel, played by Billy Eichner, <laughs> and Steve, played by Christopher Mintz-Ploss, sit waiting nervously. Daniel says, This is fucked up, man. Fucked up. Steve says, Would you try and relax? Yeah, no shit, I don't want to go off to war, but this is America, dude. They can't just ship you off to war without your consent. Daniel says, this isn't 2021, Steve. We're not going to go get lattes after this and trying to pick up dudes at the dog park. What do you think being drafted means? Steve says, I, I, it means you have to play for the Cowboys. I don't know, Daniel, but look at me. Do you think they're going to send me off to war? Steve makes a good point, as it's clear he's not in the best medical shape. His skin is whitely pale, and he has a deep cough that comes out every so often. Even his hair has started to fall out. Daniel says, I guess not. Steve takes a wheezing cough. So relax, muchacho. We're not going anywhere. In walks Sergeant Lemoyne, played by a 1917 Dave Bautista. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's large and intimidating, but looks to be pretty worn down. Lemoyne says, so I hear we've got a problem with you two? Is that right? Daniel says, that's right, sir. We don't feel like we're fit to fight. Steve says, especially me, sir. I think I have the Spanish flu. Sergeant Lemoyne gives a hearty chuckle. <laughs> Sons, I don't think you fully recognize what this nation is up against. Daniel says, actually, sir, we do. We know the Germans are invading all of Europe, but we also know that this will all end pretty soon, that the First World War, First world war will be over soon enough. And we don't think, Lemoyne says, hold up, hold up. What do you mean the First World War? Steve says oh. under his breath, he says, fuck. Daniel says, I, I just mean that this is the big one. 
Lemoyne pauses for a second and then says, Well, regardless, you are two able-bodied men of fighting age, and you have somehow snuck under the drafting process. How that happened is beyond me, but it ends here. You either ship out on Saturday to join your compatriots, or it's treason against your nation. Steve says, But I'm not even able-bodied. Even if I wasn't sick, I can only bench the bar. <laughs> Lemoyne says, You're in better shape than 70% of the men we got out on the front lines this instant. This is final, boys. I'll see you back here on Saturday. And then we cut to exterior large battlefield in the day. Steve and Daniel are with the rest of an American battalion, hunkered down in a trench. It is the second battle of the Marne, and the Germans are advancing. Mm. Bullets whiz through the air, and explosions pepper the background. Daniel says, oh fuck, oh fuck, I think Charlie is dead. Steve, can you check? (laughs) Steve cannot check, as he is slumped in the pocket of a trench. (laughs) Steve said, yeah, he's dead, I saw the bullet leave his ear. I I think my foot is fucked up, dude. Steve unrolls his bandage around his foot to reveal a huge, nasty green infection that has taken over the majority of his foot. Gangrene. Come check this out, he says. Daniel gags. How did it even happen? We've been here like a week. (laughs) Steve says, I don't know, dude, but I can't feel it anymore. I can just pull skin off and not feel anything. Daniel says, well, well, quit pulling your skin off. That's not (laughs) helpful. In fact, you haven't been much of a help at all in any of this. Steve weakly raises a finger to protest, but is too tired and slumps back into his pile. I think I'm dying, bro. I haven't even been shot yet, but I think I'm fucking dying. Daniel said, the only reason I thought this could be any fun that maybe I could beat a bunch of cool guys, but everyone keeps fucking dying. I like Charlie and now he's dead. This war is bullshit, bro. Steve vomits out of some combination of fear and sickness, and he says, fuck, I wish I had a joint. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The magic joint. The magic joint to take him back. Yeah. Classic gangrene. Yeah. Yeah. He's got trench foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't pull off your own skin. Yeah. I, th- I think it's funny just because they haven't hardly been there. He's yeah. Like, he got trench foot. Yeah. yeah. Of course. In those trenches on the all quiet on the Western front style. Exactly. And they're just fucked. I liked that you brought up that they are from the future and made that little spill, the World War One thing. Yeah. And not the Great War, which what it was called back yeah, exactly. then. Yeah, that's pretty good. The First World War. Yeah. <laughs> the First World War. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean the first? Also, a Dave Bautista, a 1917 version. Yeah, I couldn't. I just was thinking of like a military guy and I'm like, he's big. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's a huge man. He's the, very the, big. The mountain. Shaq. <laughs> it could have been the mountain. It could, it could not have been Shaq. No, Shaq wouldn't have been good. But Shaq would not have been allowed in this society. And the German front lines as a giant black man? No. Well, yeah. they would have had him in like a carnival or something. That is true. Yeah. That is, they probably would have had the mountain in a carnival or something. Yeah. Cruel they were times. fucked up. Yeah, I was just about to say, really fucked up back then. Just if you were born a little different, like too big or too small, or like the, the bearded woman. Yeah, just <laughs> send her to the carnival. There must have been so many carnivals because there was <laughs> a lot of talk of like people running away and joining the circus and stuff back then. There must have just been like one in like every street. That was corner. just your fallback. Was just if you yeah. could, if if you weren't weird but you couldn't make it in the real world, I guess I'll just join the carnival. It's like if you can't teach, <clears throat> you teach Jim, and if you can't teach Jim, you're a, a carny. Yeah, yeah. With it's, Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> exactly, yeah. and a or a beekeeper. So <laughs> those are great. Those are great. Scr- I think they do kind of go hand in hand together. Yeah. I think I think they could both really work well. Yeah. So great. And who do, who do we have directing that bitch? We had that, Bo Burnham. That bitch. Yeah, you could do that. <clears throat> um, I was thinking based on the last movie we had just watched because it's not being released yet. I thought that that Christopher Mintz character with all the joints could also be T.J. Miller. Yeah, it could yeah. be. It would be pretty. Unfortunately, he's been canceled, though. Yeah, he has been canceled. But I did think about that, and I was like, oh, I could put him in there after yeah, seeing it's, him. It's, in that a, role it's and- the same sort of. <clears throat> pitiful mm-hmm. funny to laugh at yeah jay baruchel could have done well in yeah. that too yeah i like mclovin though yeah no i am mclovin <laughs> nice <laughs> so 
It's your idea this week, now that our scripts are done. It is my idea, and I was going to do <clears throat> an idea called Porchy the Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> the Porch Pirate. Um, Porchy the Pirate. Yeah, about a guy who steals Amazon packages off of a guy's doorsteps. Excuse me. But I, I felt like that kind of was too similar to a lot of ideas I've done. I've done, like, Witness Protection. I've done Starred. I've done... What was another schleppy comedy one I've done? A custody battle. Custody battle, yeah. So I feel like this... You guys are due for another golden age. Yeah, this podcast isn't just for, you know, B-plus comedies or whatever idea, half-baked ideas we have. So this is... Half-baked, brother. From those joints, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So this idea of mine comes from a larger book novel idea that I've been working on for quite a long time. And the premise is as follows it is the near future let's follow it guys the future huh the near future okay like futurish yeah so following a post a, following an apocalyptic event nearly all of humanity is wiped out and every written record internet record is wiped out save for one book saved by one survivor and it's basically a history of the world prior um it's and as he's written it as it's just one guy it's all incredibly wrong but the main takeaway here for this week's idea is that he proposes that all that the Cold War was ended in 1980 by the U.S. hockey team defeating the Soviet hockey team. Miracle on ice. Exactly. So he extrapolates that in his fake history book to say that all future wars are decided by ice hockey as a way to... On the rink. On the rink, yes. Hockey so, pucks. So in this, in the future where our movie will take place, because it is taking place in the future. Oh, yeah, that's right. The future. Okay. Yeah, we have the brink of another world war. <clears throat> Except all these world, except this world war will be settled on the ice and not with trench foot. Exactly. Well, there might be some trench foot. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> in my book, I have a whole other other side. I mean, it's a, kind of the main story of this guy trying to fix the past and fix the history or whatever. But I think the movie and I think the book too is more interesting, focusing on like wars played by hockey because I think that's kind of a funny, kind of a history related type yeah. of idea. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. The brink of world war. I think. I don't know, maybe a German guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I've I've got so far, but yeah. I, my I have one looming question real quick. Is yeah. that in these war scenarios yeah. where it's a big hockey yeah. match? Is there is there a fans? Is there a crowd? Oh, my god, are okay. they? Okay. Thank yeah. I I was wondering is like is are they in Russia on the open yeah. field the slash and burn where it's just them just playing like almost that thing that you sent me the the future of football? Yeah, yeah. Where the yeah. country is your playing field? Kind of. <clears throat> Maybe not like to that scale, but I I kind of thought like how crazy do like soccer fans get when it's like freaking Barcelona versus Madrid, you know? Okay. They, they lose yeah. their shit. Yeah. Now imagine that sort of fervor, but it's like for your entire country and people's <laughs> fate. You know, those fans are going to be going crazy. And the fans are in the state. A huge ass. Yes. Call it, it's basically like a gladiator coliseum, but yeah. the future can, it can fit 600,000 people. It's okay. a mega, mega stadium. Okay. That's where like wars take place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just being broadcast all over the world, too. Yeah, you've exactly. Got an, you've got announcers. Well, I'm, I'm like C-SPAN, yeah. <laughs> and it's all and it's all like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how the war starting process begins. It's like Germany just go like, hey, I challenge Sweden. I want Sweden or whatever. And then they have a hockey match for it. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But that's what I got so far. All right. So I think we need to figure out genre genre and which countries are taking place in okay this. and maybe a main character or two yeah sure so what do you think for genre what do you think 
I, I kind of envision it almost as like a... It's obviously pretty dramatic because you're fighting on a global scale for your country's rights. Yeah. But kind of very... It's like it's dark and it's heavy at most points until you get to these wars, the the matches where it is action packed. Yeah. Like 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 you said, people are going nuts. You've They're got announcers, flares and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, I think then it's I think there's can be like elements of sci fi then to it almost kind of like at the future. Yeah, almost yeah. at the future. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know what I mean, like sort of like a Blade Runner type of okay feel, a Tron. Yeah. Okay. So it is the future, and it's just it's just hockey obsessed and dominated. Okay. All right. So they've my, got like fucking like instead of normal ice skates, it's like laser skates and shit. Yeah. Oh, well, me, yeah. And as you're playing hockey, you they're doing flips and cutting people's heads off sure. with their laser skates. And they they're so good in the future too. They can freaking they hit slap shots from ninety feet away. But the goalies are also equally as you know. And there's five goals, and some are <laughs> levitating. I don't, I don't know. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but my idea then for the main country and the main sort of person, you want to hear it? Yeah. Is Germany okay? Not normally a big hockey country, but always at the butt of any world war. Exactly. Yeah. So they're <laughs> okay. always the ones stirring shit up. So my idea in the in my novel and stuff that I've been writing is that it's sort of like Germany is being set up in the movie as to be the bad guy. Okay. But they're the good guys all along, oh. and everyone knows because of this history book and because of history that the germans and world war like that's trouble like mm. he's this guy is this guy hitler i don't know yeah but really he's fighting for german rights etc wow okay yeah. and who's he going against yeah you know, he's going against sweden he's going against russia he's oh he's going, going against, against everybody it's a world war <laughs> yeah okay so why are they all coming in on him what did he do he i think is just like a german nationalist okay yeah <clears throat> and uh uniquely like sort of like michael jordan-esque talent of hockey too because germany's not that great or whatever yeah and so it's pretty much this main guy who is so much better than everybody else in the whole world that he's single-handedly like leading his own team yeah and, over and and therefore like single-handedly waging war over across. russia over the yeah. the scandinavian countries over canada yeah, yeah okay that's over, what i got over argentina his name could be like herman or Helgo. Or I was something. gonna say Klaus. Yeah, Klaus would be Maximilian. One. Yeah, something like that. Maximilian Maya. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Is he our main character then? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Actors then. Who could play? Probably in his twenties. Athlete. He could even be a little older, where he's like a little. He could be stoic. like a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around for so long. What about twenties or thirties? athlete and they have to have like a certain power to them you know what i mean it can't, yeah it can't be christopher mintz plus he's not no a, no he is not your alpha kind of mentality no, he's not going to lead a war because that because he is dual things hockey phenom and general essentially. okay so i'm trying to think of somebody that looks the look of like kind of german-esque yeah looks fit to be it that okay. is somewhere in this age range i was thinking like maybe chris pine chris he's, he's good who's the <clears throat> fuck who am i thinking of alex alexander skarsgård yeah well, how old is alex skander skarsgård could be really good he's tall he is tall he's 45 though i mean he looks, he looks pretty young yeah i bet he could be pretty darn good i like alexander skarsgård actually Have wait he was he's not peter skarsgård is the one that played pennywise right oh you're you're uh that's peter sarsgård oh I thought it was Skarsgård. So they're not they're related people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Was he in it? 
I don't know. I thought the the remake of it. He played the new Pennywise. It it came at night. Two. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, there's a lot of <laughs> Skarsgård and Sarsgård. So he is the brother of Alexander Skarsgård. He's 14 years younger than Alexander Skarsgård. Maybe he's not a brother. He I is. Don't know. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really like Alexander. I think that's a great pick. He 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 definitely could play the role. He's he could put he's, on that accent. He's big and intimidating. Yeah, he's serious enough. Yep. It's not yeah. Christopher Mintz Plus. No, it's not Chris. He's not T.J. Miller. Not Jay Baruchel. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody who played my Isaac character no. could play this character. Yeah, we're we're taking out a lot of the actors from our other movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was just in Succession too. Peter Skarsgård. Really? Yeah. Very good player. Very Succession good. was just nominated for the SAGs as well. After Five won, of them. Yep. After it won the Golden Globes. Succession is a wagon. You Su- have to start watching. Succession that. and Ted Lasso were like the most nominated TV shows. That's a that's a house divided in my apartment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we've got a main character, a main character, <clears throat> and sort of his goal. Yeah, yeah. Is there any? I mean, this is your novel that you're writing sure. here. Do you have any other big characters in mind? Um, a handful. I mean, obviously, there's a whole other storyline in my novel yeah. that probably won't pertain to this part of it. Maybe it could be like a series. I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, but. Um, I don't. Know, I wrote a bunch of them down in a class I had once. I figure he has like. A big like Russian rival. He's got, of course. Yeah, the French they kind of just dick around. They they're not really serious. Maybe the English has the English prime minister or whatever is a villain too. Okay. Yeah. So maybe not all of the people are going to be people playing in the hockey games. Yeah, as well. there's some politics going on. Okay. Does does our does our Skarsgård character have a role in politics as well as the yeah. hockey? Like he's yeah. he's in both. Essentially, yeah. And okay. Because he's so good and has single-handedly brought germany on the brink of domination or whatever he's essentially yeah like a five-star general okay and can and he's making all the calls yeah that makes sense yeah that totally makes it like anybody that's playing hockey would at least have some role yeah in their military and politics or sure. whatnot. just okay. like in today's culture that is pretty true <laughs> no i mean dwight eisenhower was a five-star general that went on to be president yeah so. exactly okay uh um... like I, for like the main like motivation i guess for the german expansion in in my idea already i sort of have it mapped out but i think we can do it differently maybe if we wanted to so my okay. idea is that after this sort of apocalyptic event the german borders were shrunken just like over time or whatever like okay when they redivided the world up so they're like so he's like oh, actually i know i'm a german nationalist all my family's been german or whatever mm-hmm. we know germany is bigger than this and everyone's like no germany's not that big so he's like all right fuck you guys and he goes on a, his campaign to conquer back his land yeah but the other countries see this as like oh shit the Schlieff- schieflin plan is being enacted <laughs> again you know yeah of course hitler's here to uh-huh. kill jews yeah so he's just trying to get what's back his yeah what what is rightfully german so very hard take on the the current climate with native americans i think sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could be, he could definitely be a native american type of figure yeah maybe that's how we get some of his special hockey powers is he's in tune with the earth and the ice okay well, yeah in tune with the ice hell yeah yeah okay no I, I really like it um what are some other things we normally talk about i don't know you'd think any other characters who's his main antagonist you would think i was thinking russia yeah. It's, all, it's always Russia. Maybe that's just because I'm, or American. like, yeah, or maybe it's like something like you said, like a a prime minister, a I don't know, an English yeah, Gary Oldman or something. Yeah, maybe or, Gary Oldman is like 
is like whipping everybody in the world into a fury like we have to stop the germans the germans are going to kill us all yeah and then they get people on their side so the russians come with um i don't know jason statham <laughs> to try and kill him <clears throat> yeah to try and kill him assassination attempt that's always that's jason statham's only role yeah <laughs> he, he doesn't even know he's in movies anymore he thinks he's just assassinating <laughs> everybody I got to get to them. And you're like, calm down, Jason. <laughs> you know, he's like a, a Russian citizen. Is like buddies with Putin. Statham is? Yeah. I didn't even know that he was Russian. I just thought he kind of not. Lo- he's, oh. He, but he's like a citizen now. He like. Oh. Well, then he could definitely play a Russian character. Yeah. Whether it's an assassin a or Russian just. baddie. Or, yeah, somebody like just on the hockey team who's his like rival. Like the second best player in the world. Yeah, sure. Behind him. And he's always yeah. resented him for it. And yeah. he's out to get him That's, to stop his regime. This is Jason Statham? Yeah, this is Jason Statham's character. The second best hockey player in the world. <laughs> Believable. And he, he plays bully style, you know? Yeah, he's like a big defenseman. He's not at all about finesse. No. Okay. Whereas... Peter Skarsgård is. So Alexander Skarsgård. What, what the hell's his name? Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Who's Peter? That's Peter Sarsgård. <laughs> and then there's Bill Skarsgård. There's also a Gustav and a Viter Skarsgård. Viter. Or Walter. Walter Skarsgård. We could, we could have all the Skarsgårds in there. <laughs> they're just part of the German team. Yeah. Um, Even though they're Swedish. <laughs> like normal, is there a love interest at all? No. Okay. No. He's he's dedicated to this. Yeah, maybe what's, a, what's maybe, a female role we can have in here? Maybe there is, but he like is too obsessed with hockey and nationalism. So he kind of casts her aside. Or what if it's like somebody maybe it's not a love interest at all, but maybe she's somebody that's really taken into the historian, like she's the only one on his side. Mm. And like And she has proof and she's she's <clears> like <throat> the one like There we go. Yeah, she's the German nationalist advocating Sort of like a like a policymaker. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's an with advisor. Yeah, yeah, she's with him along the way. Who could play a German? It could be his mom. What was that? What in the world just fell? Was that Leo? Was that Theo? I think that was Theo. Pause. Okay, guys, don't worry. My lizard is fine. <laughs> I thought he <laughs> fell out of the suspended hammock in his cage or something, or it like collapsed because yeah. it just sucks and cup. He's just throwing plants around. I thought when you said my lizard is fine, that was a euphemism for your genitals. <laughs> no, we literally were just like, and it fell out of your hammock. <laughs> my banana sling. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, back to our idea. Uh, who could play this female figure? You said maybe a mom. Maybe, maybe his mother was like. Since he was a baby, like, we need to reclaim Germany. She's an uber German nationalist. Okay. And she is played by? She is played Tilda Swinton. Okay. I was thinking, um, uh, no, I was about to say Maggie Gyllenhaal, but Maggie (laughs) Smith, the Professor McGonagall from. Oh, she, yeah. She's, yeah. She's a little too old, I think, now. What about, how old is Diane Kruger nowadays? That was going to be my other suggestion. But could she play alexander skarsgård's no she is she is not she's 45 yeah so it'd have to be maybe it's his sister maybe diane kruger could be a sister that's like advocating with him yeah and she's seen through the hurt yeah she's she's all policy and he's all action and they've learned from their mother maggie smith yeah how old is maggie smith all I know is she's so fucking old um 12 she's 88 she might be a little too old to be 30 something let's just get betty Betty white to do it no (laughs) rest in peace yeah um okay yeah diane kruger's pretty good sis older sister 
of she always told him the childhood stories that were passed down of old german and oktoberfest her her their parents were killed for being nationalists that's good yeah and they kept it a secret and she always kind of told him the stories growing up yeah because he's younger than her yeah there we go and she's like remember when we used to have bavaria and now bavaria is part of poland or yeah. whatever and that sort of influences him as he grows older they're missing München. <laughs> yeah munich yeah but that's how they hamburger say. i don't it's just hamburger yeah I think. um yeah hamburg Humber. not hamburger <laughs> um okay that's great so we've got four characters we've got a motive what's our theme mm. our message that's a good question we've got our storyline we've got what else do we do? i don't know because it's like part of it is that this hockey substitution for war is supposed to save a ton of lives in theory okay you know so it's not like violence or anything it's like kind of an act a world against violence but maybe in this in this world violence still occurs even though hockey is like the way to, to settle international disputes there's still riots they still it's just not the kind of televised mainstream thing that yeah. the world is seeing that's happening to say germany sure. where people are being killed and their land is being yeah. taken when all eyes are thinking that the dispute is over hockey. So then, so then we could, like, mm-hmm. sort of use the sort of juvenileness of hockey to our advantage. Okay. You know what I'm saying? By, by like, undercutting it. Like, even though we're settling these disputes in, like, a goofy way, there's still, like, atrocities and still famine and still pain involved in war, even if war is, you know, with, with hockey pucks. Hockey pucks! So a uh, a good message could be then like, um, I don't know. It's like almost along the lines of like a like re- reality isn't always what you see or yeah. something. Sure, yeah. It's it's deeper than that. Or maybe <clears throat> maybe it ends up just being sort of anti-war in general. Yeah, an anti-war message. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, we got, we got wishful wishes. Perfection. Yeah, we've already got our setting straight. It's Germany. It's the future. Near future. Yeah, a lot of ice. Future-ish. This is just like a little aside, but one of the things that I, I've written about is how in the future... Well, one thing is like Wayne Gretzky is God. Yes, of course. And there are like statues of Wayne Gretzky all over the place. He's okay. like the most influential. And the other thing is the Zamboni driver is regarded as like a religious idol. Oh, and okay. So when Zamboni comes out to do the ice, everyone's like, yes, my and lord. Pray. The, the god of war is here. Because it's the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, wishful wishes for production. Yeah, we got. Do you think Scorsese could do it? <laughs> yeah, not enough cocaine for Scorsese. James Cameron, Michael Bay, a lot, lot of, of explosions. explosions. It's got to be sort of like a heady drama ish. Heady drama, PTA. PTA maybe someone with also some some like there's some sports so there's some silliness. That's the problem. Is Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you saw. It. We, that's a that's a great one. That's the answer. That, that is the answer. There, we both know. Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah, that is great, because they can take a serious movie and look at it like through a slightly like satirical lens. Exactly. Like Fargo. Like Hail Caesar. Yeah. Like uh, Burn After Reading. These. That's. Yeah. That is their well, they, kind of forte. Exactly. They treat it seriously, but it's funny anyways. Yes. Yeah. It, it's not. Fargo's a. Oh brother, where art thou? These are. Yeah fucking there will or no country I was about to say, oh yeah they did no country for old men that that is our winner there is yeah. is definitely I'm glad we found a place for the cone brothers yeah. yeah that is perfect for them um 
any other wishful wishes we brought up music recently yeah what do you it could be like i think this one has a lot of ripeness for big dramatic cinematic scores okay so maybe a han zimmer maybe or a han zimmer he did gladiator so almost like that gladiator style during the yeah the hockey yeah, games could be could be Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, because it is futuristic, have that techno aspect yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are both good. Ice techno, yeah. And he and they do enough like with oh, orchestra with, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, with I think they would be probably be pretty cool. great. Did they do the Social Network? They did do the Social yeah, Network. That's pretty. Yeah. They they would fit really well. And they did their will. No, they did. They did. Um, because No Country doesn't have any music. Did they do uh, Moneyball? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think they did actually. They just won one recently. Oh, they did Soul, that animated oh, Pixar movie. Yeah, not normally their, uh, not normally the one down their kind of yeah path. But yeah. I mean, it won another thing that's, for that, best score. That's odd. Uh, they had somebody else with them though. Um, yeah, the only other guy I could think of would be Johnny Greenwood, who does the music for Paul Thomas Anderson's movie. Okay, who's the lead guitarist for Radiohead? Oh, okay, yeah. So Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor do a lot of Fincher, actually. They did Mank. Yeah. They did The Social Network. They did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which was really yeah, good. Yeah, They did Soul. They did Mid-90s. Oh, wow. They did uh, Bird Box, which we've actually done here. Waves, Gone Girl, Patriot's Day. Score. Oh, I was going to say, maybe that's a... That's probably maybe, about them. I was going to say, maybe that, yeah, a film music documentary. So, I think they would be great. The Coen Brothers, yeah. so we got the two dynamic duos and in there. Skarsgård. And Skarsgård. Kruger. Uh, Statham. Oldman. And Oldman. <laughs> Gary That's Oldman a, plays a great British person. He Didn't did, he play Winston Churchill in yeah. The Darkest Hour? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, he, did he, he won the Oscar He won the that. Oscar for that. That was his he first also, win. He also played a pimp in... Fucking, what was it? The one with Christian Slater. Tarantino wrote it. Patricia Arquette's in it. Who fuck? Quentin Tarantino wrote a movie. True Romance. That's what. It's oh, called. that's what it's. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He wrote that one. For some reason, when I was just thinking of this, I thought of a a good if like America were to get into this, a good hockey player or something that would get into it was like Sam Rockwell. Oh sure, yeah, he'd be great. I love because he's Rockwell. he kind of has some big antics. Yeah, and he's like he can play like sort of middle America hick mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah, he played George Bush. He did play George Bush. He won an Oscar as well. Three billboards. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites of the last decade as well. Three billboards? Yeah. Marina fell asleep in that. It was uh, definitely too slow for her and too long. Although it's plotting a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, and a title. I, I, my tentative title. I have a whole other title for my other book. But for this movie, I thought The Ice Wars, maybe. Not Ice Age? Not The Ice Age. Not Ice Age. But yeah, the Ice Wars. What do you With think Ray about Romano? That? <laughs> yeah. No, I like The Ice Wars. What else could it be? Um, Germany. Nope. Frozen. <laughs> Fro nope. We're just doing animated movies. Iced out. Um, <laughs> ich bin ein <laughs> hockey player. <laughs> it could be the Cold War. Yeah, uh, yeah. A little pun there. Yeah, but it's not exactly what you're thinking. Maybe the Cold Wars. The Cold Wars. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, pretty good. And that's a little better than the Ice War. And then that ties back to the idea that the Cold War was ended. Yes, it, it kind of the history of it all. Yeah. Alrighty, the Cold Wars it is. The Cold Wars with recap. And a recap, yep. We kind of already just did a recap, a but recap. Bit. We got Joel and Ethan Cohen directing the Cold Wars starring Peter 
Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård, <laughs> Diane Kruger, Gary Oldman, Jason Statham. It's a... Uh, uh, and uh, Sam Rockwell and now. Sam Rockwell. It's a futuristic... Near future. Near future. Um, so you could say future film. It's got a deep, darker meaning. Speculative fiction. Yep. It's deep, darker meaning centered around sports. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of some fanfare in there. Yep. About... About the idea that in the future, wars are decided not through violence, but through hockey battles. Hockey. Because after a post-apocalyptic event... That's, All of history is being rewritten. Yeah, and that's how everyone thinks that the past went. And I'm just trying to go with the flow. Our main character, not Peter Sarsgaard, but Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. <laughs> is um, our German kind of stud hockey player, like the best in the world. And he is also a politician for them, advocating for the rights of Germany, although he looks like the villain trying to take land back. Yeah. But because he's a nationalist that grew up knowing the history of Germany itself. Yeah, exactly. He's just trying to get back what is his own. What's rightfully, yeah, Germany's. But to the rest of the world, they're thinking Hitler 2.0. Exactly. We said that it could be a play on how the, the Native American view today, yeah. one of our... A lot of a lot of historical references can be thrown in here, I think, mm-hmm. as a movie based on history. Yeah. And what was our overarching message? Was so- It's like anti-war. Yeah, it's just kind of like an anti-war. Even though like- it's sort of done in silly ways, war has unbelievable consequences. Yeah, the reality is always deeper than what you're seeing on a surface, yeah. the ice surface level. <laughs> yeah. The, the tip of the iceberg. Oh, nice. The metaphor to tie it all in. And all hail the Zamboni driver. Exactly. Blessed as he be. That And that is going to end it. The Zamboni driver cleaning off our slate, yep. preparing for us next week. Thanks thanks for sticking with my, what I know is a harebrained idea that's, <laughs> that I've ran with a long ways. Um, yeah, so next week's going to be my idea. Do you have anything yet? I have three different ideas. Ooh, I'm not sure. Them all into one. It's going to be terrible if that happens. I'm starting to lean towards an idea that was originally Marina's from a couple years back. From a couple minutes ago? No, not from a couple minutes ago. From a couple years back. um, That is a musical. Oh, And that's all I'll tell you. That is a musical based on an already established film. Okay. So we don't have to come up with a huge plot. We musicalize it. Well, there's already music in it, too. We'll just be tampering. Okay. So that is what I'll leave you with. And uh, thanks for sticking by. And just d- don't get into any wars. Yeah, and and don't don't do cocaine. And don't get trench foot. <laughs> so that that's our w- wise words, and we'll see you next week. Gadoosh! Thank you for tuning in to Writer's Block, our spinoff series of the good, the bad, and the movies. Each Friday, we're gonna come up with a new movie idea of our own and create it right here on the spot. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. Also, if you have any movies you'd like us to review or your own movie ideas for Writer's Block, trademark, please follow and message us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. Tune in next week to hear us discuss more films. And remember, if if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's probably the movies. movies.